This episode of Says Who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon where, oh, okay, let's face it. Not every Sunday right now because I'm but almost pretty but much most every Sunday, pretty much every Sunday. We're still batting well over 500, I think is the metaphor, but I don't know en- enough about baseball. Most every Sunday, you do get a whole bonus episode of this very podcast. You get me and Maureen all over again doing a little thing we call the Town Watch. That's if you give it the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail. That shit never stops. Uh, as uh, you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club, that's all for you at patreon.com slash says who. Hey, hey, hey. I actually have something to tell you guys. Ooh. Have you been meaning to read Nine Liars but forgot? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, Barnes & Noble has an annual thing called the Book Haul. And it's a huge promotion. And it's like the new, it's all new paperback, um, excuse me, new hardbacks. Like books you really want to read that are pretty freshly out. They go on sale for 50% off. And Nine Ooh. Liars is part of this. Look at that. I think it's till like the 4th of September. So don't quote me on that, but it's till like one of the early days of September. So right now, if you go on Barnes and Noble, any store, barnesandnoble.com, you can get a hardback of Nine Liars for $9.99. I love and, it. And uh, listen, you guys ever want to just uh, get a book for somebody? And I think you can read Nine Liars. as a, It's meant to be a standalone. I believe mm-hmm. you can read that as a standalone. So if you haven't I read the so. others, you just read it. It's just a murder mystery. Um, but I just want you to know that. And mm-hmm. New York City, I've if you want to come, place. yeah, if you want to come see me in person with number one New York Times bestselling author Jen Lynn Barnes, author of The Inheritance Games, I'm going to be talking to, about her new book, The Brothers Hawthorne, and about mysteries and nine liars at Barnes and Noble at Union Square, the big yeah. one, at 6 p.m. on Thursday, the 31st of August. So if Look you're in that. New York, what a yeah, way to wrap up a month. Yeah, it's a real Barnes & Noble experience. So, you know, if you've been waiting, it's on sale. Like, it's a huge sale. You could also get other books there. It's, it's a good uh-huh. sale. It's a good sale, actually. I mean, it's a good sale. <laughs> well, speaking of sales, if you want to buy books on the internet, but you don't want to go to a rainforest-themed bookshop, Reminds me to tell you something about the Rainforest Cafe in a moment. Okay. Morning, but not yet. If you would like to go and buy things on the internet, you can always go to kickbezosintheballs.org. That's our own little bookshop where you can get Maureen's books, you can get my book, you can get all sorts of books. There's literally you can get whatever book you want. You can just put it into the search bar and get that book. Anyway. That's at kickbezosintheballs.org. And if you're shopping on the internet, you can always go over to merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have Says Who merchandise. The internet, I think it might catch on. (laughs) Hey, Dan. (laughs) It's time to... Hey, buddy. You think you can record today? Well, we've been off for... Come on, guys. We've got a lot to talk about. No, not... (laughs) You Okay. You want to talk about a bunch of indictments? <laughs> You're dropping your son off, huh? <laughs> You're upsetting. You're even upsetting my dog. She's all right. Well, um, welcome to says. Oh boy.
wasn't acting to Sesu, the podcast that isn't up there. Still got it. It's a coping strategy. I'm Dan Sinker. And I am Maureen Johnson. <laughs> wow, I like your new theme song. Just snazzy. Your little jingle. Well, I'm excited, Dan, because um, I got a delivery this morning. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to turn it? the camera and show you. Oh, fun. It's that white thing. You see it? That big square oh, white thing. pegboard looking thing. I got a pegboard, yeah. Turns out it's the final piece of the puzzle of all the crap on my desk. Because when I really get into writing mode, because I'm writing now hard on the new mystery book, mm -hmm. I have to take everything off my desk. I get okay. this thing where I'm like, nothing can be on the desk. Okay. And then I was like, but where am I going to put this shit? shit i got stuff and then i so i went on instagram and was like cool desk organization uh-huh and just organizer influencers and everybody had these white boards mm -hmm. everyone that i looked at i was like those must be some crazy expensive like fancy ikea it's from yeah. ikea yeah it's peg great if you're, if you're paying a lot for a pegboard you've done something wrong i didn't realize that i didn't the mat the magic the miss them just the but what, sheer are you majesty. Going to, what are you going to put in your pegboard? I'll show you. Oh, good. Wow. Got some oh, shelves. Box of stuff. Oh, I like the I like the little pegboard shelves. The shelves to hold tablets, like readers and things like that. Mm -hmm. I got these pocket things. Yeah. These are to hold uh, things like uh, the little ones are for earphones. I'm probably even yeah. going to put a plant I, in one of I these. I would like the record to show. That Maureen showed me a pegboard that's what, maybe 13 by 13? 22 by 22. 22 by 22. She has pulled out approximately two yards worth of stuff from this box. Little clips? Yeah. I have a number of shelves. Then I yeah, have like you, you, a couple boxes of these. <laughs> you have approximately five times more things than will fit on the pegboard, Maureen. I'm not shelving. Are there, are there more pegboards? There is actually, but okay. it's because I ordered the wrong size, so I won't be putting that one up. Nope, that's all for here. The idea is that mm -hmm. I can switch it out as necessary. Oh, good. Perfect. So like, well, no, it's like if I need a document hang up, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just keep these oh, in my no. closet. I'm like, I need to put this up oh, here. No. My needs change. Mm -hmm. Pegboards are the new organizers. Yes, deck. they are. It's like these are the exact same reasoning behind the happy planner. No, Dan, it's different this time. Is it? And is it? You'll notice. Mm -hmm. This is it. That's the one planner. Simple, just simple yeah. list. Dan, I got a big thing coming up this next week. I got a page board in here. Okay. Nobody say anything. Be cool, you guys. I'm throwing my father a huge, like, milestone birthday party. Boom! That's this week. Oh, it's Saturday, Dan. Feels like just yesterday that you were envisioning it. It's happening on Saturday, and it's oh, a good. surprise. Oh, fun. I'm sure he's going to love that it's a surprise. He will actually love that it's a surprise, but getting him there, yeah, steering him there is, is something else. Yeah. It's really going to be something. One time, many years ago, Janice threw a surprise party for Punk Planet magazine. When I don't know what issue it was or what year it was, but it was it was it was an anniversary of some kind or another. And she called me and said with a friend of mine 
and she was like, we are the car. I think, I think the deal was they had a flat and could I come and help them out? And I was like, sure. Where are you? And she was like, Oh, we're on that. We're in that like strip mall on Fullerton that has a Chuck E. Cheese. And I was like, okay, no problem. I'll come help you out. So I drove over and then they were like, Oh yeah, we're in the Chuck E. Cheese. And then boom, surprise party at the Chuck E. Cheese. I was very surprised. There were like 25, 30 people there. I have 60 people this thing, Dan. Wow. It's a lot. Just tell them you're broken down and you need need them to come help. Dan, one time, this is the only time I've really done something with this. It was Oscar was coming over from England and it was his birthday. And I spent over a month planning this party that was, I invited all these people. And Mm -hmm. then my friend Keely and I spent a month writing a bespoke scavenger hunt that went wow. through Central Park. Okay. We, I got a couple actors because I knew some actors to like sure. pose as like pe- they would sit on a bench and give clues. And so I had actors, wow. like, just people that were volunteering, like just, or I don't know if I, I don't know if I paid people or they were just helping me out or something because they were friends and they came to the party afterwards. But it, I thought it was going to take hours. Yeah. These two teams ripped through this thing in like 40 minutes. <laughs> and whoever won, I was sta- oh, I was no. we were waiting on the steps of the Museum of Art with a bottle of champagne. And then these this team comes ripping up like 40 minutes later. Just we barely got there in time. And wow. then I had everyone back to my apartment for where I had cooked for like 30 people. Okay. That was the last time I did anything like that, Dan. Oh, that was a long time ago. But if anybody wants, if you're like a deranged millionaire and you want someone to write a bespoke murder mystery scavenger hunt uh, in Central Park, I will do it for you if the price Boom. is right, just for fun. I love it. But you have There's to be a, like a deranged millionaire because it would it, take me a lot of time. If you've heard a very loud rumbling begin. I did. There is a, I'm sitting outside at this trailer park at day eight. <laughs> an RV just pulled out mm. with a very, very thick uh, plume of something, whatever, exhaust behind it. Yeah, I should say I'm looking at Dan and he's sitting outside of his Airstream. Yep. On what looks like a lovely day. It's very gray. It's been oh. very funny. We're in Los Angeles. Every morning has felt like we're in San Francisco. It is like... Weird. 65 and what? cloudy every Whoa. single day. And then uh, about midday, the clouds burn off. And then you're like, oh, I'm in L.A. Because it's then bright, sunny and warm. It's very strange. It's it's also been humid here every single day. Oh. Yeah, it's totally, it, it's like the climate is changing, Maureen. Mm, I've poss- heard of that. Yeah, it's it's as if the climate is in fact changing. That said, I'm not going to complain if I'm here briefly because it has been really nice actually to have these cool mornings. Dan, how are you? Well, I'm glad you asked, Maureen. It is, we are recording this on Monday, the 14th of August. And that is because our normal recording day of Tuesday, which would be the 15th of August, is the day that we are moving our son into his dorm room here in the greater Los Angeles area. 
And Maureen Johnson, you asked, how are you? I did, yeah. And I don't even know how to answer that question. Because I am very excited for him. This is an incredible opportunity and a change that he is very ready for. And yet also, I would like my tiny baby to stay with me forever. Oh, damn. Yeah. And so it is a conflict in yeah. my own brain all of the time. And Dan, as a special gift to you, as you predicted, because we have a lot to talk about. Yeah. Uh, you may get a very special gift on the day that you're yeah. dropping him off. I called this. Yeah, I you called did. this back in June. Yeah, you did. You did. That uh, Fanny Willis, the DA of Fulton County, Georgia, would uh, indict Donald Trump on the day that I moved my kid into his dorm. And it, it's all yeah, stacking up to look like exactly that. Well, let's back up even one more second, Dan, because yeah. the last time we recorded, I was in yep. England sitting yep. on a bed in my, actually, we were using my nephew's room. Okay. And the door was open and a cool English breeze was coming in. It was gray and rainy the whole time I was there, pretty much. You know, the sun only came out like twice. Yeah. It was cold. And I only had two sweaters with me. And I was like, I'll never need these. I never took them off. It was freezing. (laughs) Um, And it was wet. Um, But you said something will probably happen the minute we stop recording. Yep. Well, Dan. In fact, it did. At that point, when we recorded, it was very clear that Jack Smith, federal special counsel, was very, very, very close to indicting. It was up to something. Yeah, on election shenanigans slash January 6th stuff. And, uh, and then we stopped recording. And what, I would say maybe two hours later? Yeah. Three like hours that. at the yeah. most. Boom. Indictment. Yep. Dot FYI. Number three for Donald Trump <laughs> since March. Yeah. Indicted on uh, a lot of stuff. Conspiracy to basically, you know, throw out the election. I mean, all the stuff we knew. But uh, see, throwing out the election results, trying to pressure Mike Pence into throwing out the election results, trying to get a whole bunch of goons to be fake electors to then be able to throw out election results. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Big, big, big stuff. It really is big stuff, Dan. And it was it was the surprise one, kind of. It was it. That one was like kind of just kind of percolating in the background for a long time. Didn't quite know what form it was going to take, didn't know the shape, uh, and didn't really, you know, the document stuff just felt more crisp and clear. Right. And then suddenly, boom, there it was. And I have to say, it feels strong. Yeah. They didn't attempt to link him directly to the January 6th riots, which I think was the thing that a lot of people were expecting, but it seemed that in order to kind of prosecute incitement, mm-hmm. you have to be able to, you have to walk a very fine line around uh, speech rights and things like that. And it seems like they decided we're not going to worry about that. We've got enough on all this other stuff. Right. 
But uh, yeah, it's wild. I mean, it's the the most interesting thing about the uh, about that indictment. There are now so many. Yeah, it's easy to get them all confused. So Donald Trump is the only person that was indicted in in that. But there are six co-conspirators named. Well, not named. They are co-conspirator one, two, three, four, five, and six. But uh, they are identified enough in the indictment that uh, within, I would say, an hour of the indictment going out, all but one of them had been identified. Co-conspirator number one, Maureen, Rudy Giuliani. You surprised me. I know. I know. He seemed like he was really on the up and up. I see a wild, is that a wild Janice in the background? That was a wild Janice walking out. It's early here. It's 8.20 in the morning. We're all just getting rolling. Rudy? Mm Mm-hmm. Who else? Oh, well, let me flip. Let me flip here. I should, I should point out to listeners as I pull this up. There we go. No, wait. No, gotta get caught up in the archive. I'm going to the old indictment.fyi. There we are. I know a guy that writes that. One. I do. I know that guy too. He's okay. Co-conspirator number one. He's not gonna he's not gonna write it this week. <laughs> Spoiler alert. If it, if if exactly what is absolutely going to happen happens, mm, yeah. indictment FYI is not going to uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. I know that guy. He tends to do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's not gonna. Anyway. Co-conspirator number one, Rudy Giuliani. Co-conspirator number two, John Eastman, identified as an attorney who devised and attempted to implement a strategy to leverage the vice president's ceremonial role overseeing the certification proceeding to obstruct the certification of the presidential election. Co-conspirator number three, Sidney Powell, Mm. quote, whose unfounded claims of election fraud, the defendant, that's Donald Trump, privately privately acknowledged to others sounded crazy. (laughs) Co-conspirator four, Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark, who worked with Trump to, quote, use the Justice Department to open sham election crime investigations and influence state legislatures with knowingly false claims of election fraud. Also, apparently, according to the indictment, very briefly seemed to have been appointed the attorney general and then uh, not. So that's always a good sign. Uh, Another dude named Kenneth Cheesebro, which is a great name. I mean... We're all we're all for cheese, bro. We're all cheese bros. Oh, cheese, bro. <laughs> uh, quote, an attorney who assisted in devising and attempting to implement a plan to submit fraudulent slates of presidential electors to obstruct the certification proceeding. And then co-conspirator six, who I think has since been identified, but I can't remember who it is, uh, is labeled as a political consultant who is also involved in the fake electors stuff. Great. It's no joke. It's interesting because all of them certainly could be indicted, but it seems that by naming them as uh, unnamed co-conspirators, the the hope is that they can get some of them to flip. Right. Well, uh, so that happened the minute we stopped recording. Yep, sure did. The minute we stopped recording this time. (laughs) Yes. Because now we should point out today is Monday the 14th. Yeah, it's Monday the 14th. Uh, And the attorney general in Fulton County, Georgia, Fannie Willis, is uh, now presenting evidence, literally, I think, as we speak, 
to the grand jury that has been assembled. Uh, who And this grand jury, she's had a number of grand juries, but this is the one that will vote on indictments. Um, the expectation is not that it's happening today, but very soon. So tomorrow, I don't know if they meet five days a week. A lot of these grand juries seem to meet maybe three days a week or something like that. So maybe they meet Monday, Monday Wednesday, Friday. I'm not sure. But, uh, but very, very soon we should Pro- see the Probably Georgia. this week. You would think. Yeah, uh, I mean, nobody is saying anything but this week at this point. Um, so we will see his, Donald Trump's fourth indictment. Doesn't somebody have to testify in front of this grand jury? Uh, I believe that that might be part of the evidence. Like they're they're giving they're basically putting on a little show for the grand right. jury and then the grand jury votes whether or not. So I think that there are people that testify. But at this point, I believe they have all there's no new testimony. It's more just sort of like. And then you saw this, right? And then it's like, yeah. And then like, so okay, they're cool. doing a pitch. Yeah, exactly. It's like a little pitch. Um, but yeah, so that will become Donald Trump's fourth indictment, that one in the state of Georgia. So while the federal ones, if he wins the presidential election next year. Uh, unless unless these uh, these jurors in Georgia decide not to indict him because. No, it's possible. Although the way grand juries are set up, it's very rare that you don't get the indictment that you're asking for. It's kind of a weird ass system of non-justice, honestly. But in this case, I think it's also terrible service to be called for because I think it's a month. Yeah, I don't even understand how you do that. Yeah, they call you for a month. I got a grand jury summons once, and I, luckily I had medical. I had a medical waiver, so yeah. I didn't have to do it because I was like, "Oh no, oh no, the doomed one has come." Yeah. No, thank you. No, thank you. But uh. But yeah, that almost certainly is going to happen as I am weeping in the car, driving back from leaving my son. Dan, what I want to know. So we're, as we've said, you know, the, we're, we're, con- we're finishing up this hot mess summer and we're, we're in that transition because we're very much still in the summer. Oh, yeah. But it's this transition into this absolutely batshit insane fall we're about to have. Yeah. Just. Absolutely batshit. Yeah. We are uh, less than 10 days away from the Republic- first Republican primary debate. And he's not going to debate, is he? He's not going to He's not gonna go. He seems to be playing fairly loose on whether he is or isn't, but I don't think he's going to. I firmly believe he will not. Yeah. There's nothing in it for him. Other no. Other than feeding his own ego. Which, Which is a you know that would be a, the yeah. main argument for yeah, and he he's he is he does tend to do stuff like that yeah, but I believe that um that is on the twenty third on the twenty fifth there is a appearance in the um in the documents case in Florida I don't know that he has to be there but his legal representation has to be there and then on the twenty eighth there's a appearance uh on the on the election shenanigans case. That one. So at this point, they, they are kind of doing the passing, passing notes back and forth on when they want the actual trial to happen. And Jack Smith's opening volley is January. So, and that's for the January 6th one, right? That's yeah. It's for the election stuff. Do you think that's likely to, to fly in January? 
So you've got this issue of a of a rapidly filling trial calendar for this man. It's really something, isn't it? Yeah. At this point, we're looking at March and May, right? Um, I don't think that there is any judge that would place this trial after May because right. then you're talking about the general election. Right. And I think that there is... I just don't think there's the the nobody's got the stomach for that one. Right. I would guess. So it's either January uh or you're talking about after the election. And you can And my gut is so uh, the Smith originally put in for December for the documents trial. And Trump's people came back and said, no, this needs to be basically postponed indefinitely uh, until after the election. And Judge Cannon, who, you know, is kind of famously um, a Trump appointed, B, remarkably inexperienced, um, came back and said, let's do May. Right. Um, the judge on the. Uh, so documents is May. Documents is May. And New York, and New York is, March. is March, right? Yeah. Um, the judge on the election stuff is much more seasoned and also has already had run-ins with Trump before. Um, this judge who's – I am I will apologize to people. We are doing all of this off the dome. We have no notes. Right. <laughs> so um, a judge whose name is, is escaping me right now is the one who famously, when Trump – was trying to fight turning over documents to the January 6th investigative committee, um, issued the, the ruling that he had to. And the statement was presidents are not Kings. And this person is not president. Um, so. This uh, is going to be the judge on the, on the election, on the uh, election interference. January 6th stuff. January 6th stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be I'm hesitant to call it January 6th stuff because it has very little to do with January 6th. That's right. all that, but obviously, yes, January For, 6th stuff. Uh, and also, so that's going to be in, in D.C. Yeah, it's going to be in D.C. And so okay. I, I think there's a pos- at least a possibility that she might agree to a earlier time than pushing it off indefinitely. Right. You know, because essentially with these federal cases, if it gets pushed past the election, then, uh, and let's say, I don't know, Donald Trump wins the election, either he could appoint a justice department head who drops the cases or he could pardon himself. So, you know, there's a lot riding on him winning the election with these two cases. Um, and I think that this judge would rather get it, wrapped up before it goes full batshit. Right. And then Georgia. But also January is sooner than, you know, like that's pretty soon. So. Right. And then Trump's people haven't put in their bid yet, but I'm sure it will be a, we're going to just hold this forever. Right. And so, and then we don't know about Georgia yet. We don't know about Georgia yet. But we know March, May, possibly January. And then I mean, Georgia is the possibility that like it could get kicked to, you know, that this could get kicked to June because I think the 
I think you don't officially become the candidate until after the, um, or you, you don't officially become the candidate until after the conventions and the conventions are like in July and August. So in theory, there's a little bit of wiggle room, but at, you know, unless polls suddenly slump for him, he will be the presumed candidate very, very quickly. Dan, this is a level of crazy so intense yes. that we really, nobody has the kind of mental capacity or energy level no. to even really deal with just how nuts this is. Correct. It would be nuts if it was one criminal mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. It's, it's four. It's going to be four. There's going to be four criminal cases pending yeah. or actively on trial in the next 14 months, mm-hmm. say. Yes. Yeah. As when he's you, running for when president. You put it like that, let me tell you, I'm glad that I didn't sign up to write about Trump's right. indictments because that's sure. a lot. Yeah, whoever that guy is. Yeah, that guy is a Probably didn't moron. know it was going to be four criminal cases going no, at once all during election. I fucking clue. I hope that everybody who reads indictment.fyi slips you a few bucks. I hope that too. <laughs> for therapy. <laughs> I. I hope that too, Maureen. Um, that is a lot, Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The good news is, though, there, I, I don't have anything else going on, so it's easy. Dan, but seriously, what does this... I was saying this to Oscar yesterday. I'm like, what does it mean? <laughs> like, what does, that, what does it mean? What does it mean? Like, in a, in a practical sense, what the fuck does this mean? What does this look like? I mean, in a practical sense, if we're talking short term, I think that it means if you think back to Maureen Dan of many years ago now. Babies. Yeah. Little baby usses that are like, this guy is just criming with impunity. He's just doing whatever he wants. And there's no, there is no, there's no comeuppance for it. Well, there is comeuppance for it. And so that's good, right? Like, I was just thinking about this the other day, where I was like, man, if you had told me that this dude was eventually going to get indicted one time, I'd be like, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that, because I would like to think that, you know, actions have consequences sometimes. And then if you were to say, well, actually, it's going to be four in like five months, basically, um... I would be like, well, that is fucking wild. Mm. Sounds great. So in the short term, I think it does remind us that actions have consequences. In the long term, I don't really know if it has a great deal of meaning, which is too bad, right? But like the dude is way up in the polls. Mm -hmm. Uh, The people that back him, like, I mean, I just think it's one of those things where you have such a polarized electorate that you can literally have a criminal, mm-hmm. you know, very possibly an actual convicted criminal, mm-hmm. and he will still garner a a solid near 50% of the vote. Then I, you know, I spend a lot of my free time always have reading about cults. Yeah. Love to hear about a cult. Always been fascinated with a cult. Yeah. And this is 
this is classic cult behavior. You have your central figure. Mm-hmm. You know, you have the uh, break of all, all other well, other people are lying. So you cut off your for other sources of information. Like yeah. you, the first thing you do is like, don't listen to anybody else. Don't read that stuff. Don't do it. Um, and as the doomsday cults are questioned, as yeah. they're challenged, they um, they that's when they go apocalyptic. And right. we're um, we're in the stage where, where if he's facing four criminal trials, right? So he is very likely to be found guilty of something. Oh yeah. Before the election. Yeah. And be in jail. Possibly. Or you think he's going to be out on bail? Well. Or what? I, how? How do you? I think that it is going to be very hard to put Donald Trump in jail, not for mm. political reasons, but simply security the man reasons. has Secret Service for life, right? right. Like, so are you going to say to a Secret Service agent, "Hey, congratulations, you've pulled, you've pulled a big jail dirty, yeah, in in jail for the next ten years"? Um, I don't know. I think I would gut that if he is convicted and if he is given a sentence that involves time, it will be house arrest. Ankle bracelet. Yeah. Which sure won't feel like justice. No. But I also am at least willing to understand that this is a very complicated situation. I don't know, man. Build a... (laughs) Got a lot of these for-profit prisons. Build a little hutch. Put him in a barn somewhere. <laughs> Throw him in a hole in the ground. <laughs> There's got to be an unused building somewhere you can stick him in. I put him in a grain silo. Stick him in a bunker. Send, lock him up in an old unused Walmart. I don't care. Like, just There's got to be an abandoned building somewhere you can stick him in. It's true. There are a lot. Having just driven across the country, I can guarantee yeah. you there are a lot of abandoned buildings in this just world. Just stick him in a cornfield somewhere. Dress him up like a scarecrow. Like, I don't care. Just put him somewhere. But he is going to be, and we know this. I just want to say it just for the reality check. Yeah. So apocalyptically on fire. We're talking, this is the Jim Jones of presidential candidates. Yes. And I mean that almost literally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And if you don't know who Jim Jones is, Jim Jones was the head priest preacher of a place of an organization called the people's temple that was it became a cult religious cult and when they were being challenged legally for crimes he moved everybody to get to guyana yeah and basically kept them prisoner played his speeches over loudspeakers all day while jim jones sat there and did speed and ranted about his enemies just talked to himself and made everybody listen and then when the government of the U.S. came, sent a guy named Leo Ryan down to investigate, who was a congressman and his associates, someone slipped a note that said, "Get help us get out of here. Then Jim Jones murdered that congressman and a bunch of people and cameramen that he was with. And then everyone in Jonestown died. Yeah. That's what an apocalyptic cult does. <laughs> we already had an insurrection then. He's yeah. already inside an insurrection. Yes. And he wasn't even in trouble then. Yeah. The the one thing I I agree with all of that. Mm-hmm. The one thing that is interesting to me is 
there have been ample opportunity at this point for his supporters to show up outside courthouses, mm-hmm. disrupt things, uh, even just protest in mass. And it hasn't happened. And that is curious to me. And I don't, I don't totally know what that means. Um, certainly it doesn't mean that his, um, his support has crumbled because he is polling through the roof. Right. But there, it does seem that the expectation that every time he gets a a day in court, we might, we have the possibility of seeing another January 6th which is sure what it felt like initially where it was like, Oh shit, we we're going to have issues here. Um, that hasn't come to pass each, each time he is, um, indicted, the courthouses bunker up, you know, they're ready for big crowds and those crowds don't emerge. You know, uh, the Fulton County courthouse has been surrounded by barricades for at least two weeks now, you know, and, uh, like they're ready for it. They sent, they issued a, 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 um, they issued an order months ago that uh, most, you know, people that didn't have to be in the courthouse should be working from home for the basically from August first till later this week. You know, um, but these crowds just aren't emerging, and so that's that's curious to me. It is I curious. I don't know what to make of it. I also don't want, okay, I think it's more small group, lone wolf. Yeah. Lots of sporadic violence. I think that's definitely very possible. And, and we've seen a little bit of that kind of headed yeah. off. Uh, yeah, just this week, the FBI shot and killed a one of these MAGA guys that was yeah. like, I'm going to go kill Joe Biden. Oh, by the way, we, we just skated over the fact that there's now a special counsel investigating Hunter Biden. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Great. Great. Who cares? So that the guy that, oh my God, I almost just knocked over the table that everything is on. Um, the guy that the FBI just killed was in Arizona because Joe Biden was just in Arizona last week. In fact, he was at the Grand Canyon in Arizona just last week. <laughs> Do you know who was at the Grand Canyon in mm-hmm. Arizona just last Let's week, think. Maureen? Let me think. Hold on. Let me think about this. It's hard. I got, I got it's nothing. Me. Oh, wow. So Wild. We, uh, we stayed for two nights in the Grand Canyon. So we had a full day off in the Grand Canyon. It was beautiful. Grand Canyon is incredible. It is one of the most aptly named things that has ever been named. Mm. That, is, that is one fucking Grand Canyon. It I sounds will, so I much better than like a cool hole in the ground. Yeah, no, it is. It is a Grand Canyon. I've been there before, and I got there, and I was still blown away by it. Anyway, point being, so we stayed there uh, one full day, and then we had to push on the next day, and we got all hooked up, and we rolled out, and then suddenly we're stuck, just stopped on the road, getting out of getting out of the Grand Canyon, getting out of our campground at the Grand Canyon. 
We're like, oh, what is this? And often when you're like in a national park, sometimes like a buffalo goes into the road and the you, you're in a buffalo traffic jam for a while. And so we assumed that it was a buffalo or an elk or a moose. We saw some moose, Maureen. It was really cool. Figured it was an animal in the road. We're going to stop there for a while. And then uh, we got to the like main road out of the national park. Uh, finally, it took probably 15, 20 minutes for the for it to open up. And uh, then I just noticed like every intersection, there's sheriff's vehicles like what is going on? And then we passed right near the airfield there. We passed and there were just a ton of 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 cop cars and sheriff vehicles and that kind of thing. And I noticed there was a guy in, you know, like flak jacket and stuff like that. And he had a Secret Service patch on. And I was like, what the? And so that, at that point, I looked up Joe Biden, Grand Canyon. And at that exact moment, he had declared a new national park surrounding the Grand Canyon um, hey. and had come in for it. So, oh, come in for it, huh? Oof. Hey, Oof. My, my man went to look at the great big hole, huh? Uh, ah, yeah. He's there looking at, he's like, uh, ah, a Grand Canyon, you say? Ah, go have a look. Mm. Was it hot? Was it hot? Was it hot? It was hot. Ah. Mm. Oh, anyway. yeah. Oh, boy. Only one person take care of a hole like that you know what i mean uh, uh, only one person he uh, declared a national park what were you thinking i don't know anymore oh, he made a national park he protects that hole in the ground he no, protects no. that hole guard in the hole guard in the hole guard in the hole that's my man guard in the hole guard in the hole he's got it in the can are you done not yet. <laughs> Gross. Anyway, Gross. That was our that was our brush with the president of the United States. Fully unexpected. I Dan, here's what I think happens. Ultimately, yeah. Trump gets convicted. Some unbelievably crazy shit happens next year that we can't really predict in a way. Sounds that, right. Like, we're not, our brains aren't ready for it yet. No. Um, and Biden wins and then Biden just continues on. Yeah. Into the. I think that the chances that Donald Trump wins reelection to me feels very slim. <laughs> Say we, we're fools to be saying it. But <laughs> I know I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I think probably. Well, I, what what the fuck could I mean? Fuck the Republicans, obviously. But what the fuck? What the fuck must be going through their minds right now? What the fuck do you do? Yeah, I mean, I think that they are rather stymied. And, yeah, you know, good for them. This is the thing because it, it's just one of those like, oh, what did you think was going to happen when you played with fire? Yeah, right. Like, it, it's the most obvious thing in the world, but they seemed to have deluded themselves for now. God, how long? It's 2023, 2015, like, you know, a long ass time that somehow they wouldn't get burned. But, you know, saying fire and it truly on a big, we obviously saw this week these unbelievably terrible fires in Hawaii yeah. that destroyed yeah. so much of Maui. 
Yeah. Um, the world's literally on fire. Literally. Having, and we have... Having driven through a good chunk of this country, I will tell you, it is... It, uh, although, weirdly, this country not as on fire as we were expecting when we embarked on this, but, uh, like, literal fire. But, boy, motherfuck, has it been hot. Yeah. So the world is literally changing. And we're still playing this this dumb fucking meaningless game. Yes. Correct. It's just Correct. a dumb fucking... And I guess maybe when all of this started, I thought foolishly, or not foolishly, naively, that mm-hmm. this all meant something more. Right. And the real meaning is elsewhere. Yeah. There is real meaning. It's just not there. No. No. You know, it's funny because I feel like we've repeatedly talked about kind of our naivete mm. from years ago. This episode, I was just, uh, when I put the, when I set up the recording setup, I did, every episode is numbered. This is our 299th episode, which means the next episode is number 300. Dan, we didn't, we didn't know the world pandemic was coming. We didn't know the whole world would lock down. We didn't know. Also, COVID waves kicking back up. Yeah. People that have never had it are catching it. I knew, uh, I feel like, I feel like the little mini wave that I saw among people that I knew was like two weeks ago. Suddenly, I feel like everyone I knew got COVID, including a bunch of people that uh, hadn't before. Yeah, I'm seeing it here now. Yeah, it's definitely been, uh, been on the uptick. I will say there are, in theory, new boosters coming in September and fucking line me up. Yeah. Shoot that shit in my arm. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready for a new booster. I'm really glad you've never had it. I it's still me and the teen. I I'm fairly convinced that within two weeks of his dorm room yeah. situation, he will get it. And then what happens? Do you bring him home or do you? No, I mean they. No, have, I guess you... they have protocol. Yeah, uh, I don't. You... I don't know what it is, but they have protocol. Maybe they have like a. Maybe they have a corn silo or a hole in the ground where everybody with COVID goes in. Yeah, I mean, I know that universities early on, they set up like quarantine dorms and stuff like that. I have no clue. Actually. Yeah, maybe, you know, you get your own room for a week and yeah. sit there I with your computer and watch TV. Now. Yeah, because it sucks. Just you're like, fucking whatever. It sucks. Yeah. If you really get it, it's, it sucks. So. Yep. Um, Still no joke. Yeah, I really, when I think about having it, I was like, wow, how sick would I have been if I hadn't had four shots in my body? You would have been very, 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 very sick, Maureen. Because I was still sick as you shit. You were quite sick. Yeah. You were quite sick. So, yeah, it hit, hit like a hammer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dan, I, 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 you're on your journey. I'm, I'm facing, I'm going to get through this, uh, this party. Yep. There are going to be a lot of Trump voters at this party. Oh, well, that's I, that's going to be a blast. Oh, some of these dudes are downright evil that I had to invite to this party. No, it's fun. It's, you should bring your Amy Carter shoe puppet. I had to do this for my dad, but I have seen what some of his friends have done and said, and I'm like, oh, these people are awful. That's horrible. It sucks. 
super That's polite horrible. to me, but I've seen some of their emails and stuff while fixing my dad's Oof. computer. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, like, these are terrible people. Um, my mom's friends think Oscar and his accent are adorable. Oh, boy, did they like well, Oscar I mean, and Oscar's brother yes. at the wedding? Oh, they were all a little white wine drunk and going, oh, they're so adorable. I was like, oh, no. Get, get away. <laughs> it was really something. So um, I'm sitting here staring at a bag full of, I went to Party City, got a whole bunch okay. of decorations. So you're, you're lugging decorations from New York to Philly? It's just a bag full of like happy birthday signs and stuff. It's okay. not, it's not heavy, you know, and I, I take a car down, so it's, yeah. it's fine. But, you know, I'm going to decorate it, put the signs, it's big. So, but, you know, like I said, it's a, it's a big party down. You walk in and there's going to be like cheese and bruschetta stations. There's going to be Boom. past hors d'oeuvres and then there's going to be a buffet with a little carving station. Like the whole little like. Look at that. Catered. Carving station. That's how you know it's, that's how you know it's classy. You know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. going to be like that. That'll, that'll mean something to him. Like he's like, it's a real, you know, I went for the, this restaurant's like top package. I'm like, give my dad Ooh, this you, stuff, you know, give him, but I did get choices on past hors d'oeuvres. Okay. And one of got? them, I can't remember them all, but I know one of them is little tiny mini cheesesteaks. <laughs> That's great. And I was like, oh, <clears throat> they, they, they had other things like iTuna and stuff like, which I did, but I was like, you are definitely putting out little mini cheesesteaks because if I could eat little tiny mini cheesesteaks, you better believe that I'm going to pound a thousand of those, but I oh, can't, yeah. I can't eat most things at this party. <laughs> Well, that's how you know you're doing it for the right reasons, though. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I there. I can only eat the pasta. That's it. That's yeah. all there is for me. I might. I might on the sly. I know that they have a stuffed pepper somewhere. Okay. And I might say, and one stuffed pepper. You know, just like have one <laughs> stuffed pepper, brother. I'm paying the bill, so can I have one stuffed pepper? It'll just make you a cheese sandwich. I. It's. It, I'm going to be eating like whatever's at the pasta thing and the salad. You know? well, I mean, you just said there's like a cheese area. Just I won't be there for the cheese area, Dan. That's going to be when all the, like everybody's gathering. Okay. And then uh, the cheese will probably still be out when I get there and I can fill up on cheese. Cheese stands alone. Cheese bro. Cheese, cheese bro. Cheese bro sounds like he's going to be my new boyfriend. I've been in I, the market. I worry because it's not C H E E S E, it's C H E S E. I'm worried that it's really Chesbro, but in no, my it's head, cheese bro. it's cheese bro. It's you kidding me? It's fucking cheese bro, Dan. What I mean is, Dan, we're walking into. I'm excited about the. I'm trying to get excited about the fall. Okay. I have so much writing to do. It's terrifying. Okay. Yeah, you've got what five books? I have a book to write, and then an, and then a. Another thing to write, and also this panto I'm writing for the village. Oh, right. Right. I forgot momentarily, Maureen, about how you had signed up to write a children's play yeah. for a small village in England. Yes. Because you decided that you didn't have enough to do. Look, if you met my in-laws, you would do it for them as well. I don't think I would. My, my father-in-law used to command a submarine. Okay. He's, small. He's a short king, but man... He knows stuff. Okay. I think I think he literally knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> he says stuff like in a very knowing way, because we were we were talking, we we're having a big family dinner, and they were talking about how no one really knows what jobs are going to be out there for kids that are in high school or like going into university now. 
because the world's changing so much. And he just said, they should join the military because in five years we're going to need it. And I was like, yikes. Yikes. Oh, my God. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, And then I pointed to my drink and said, I have another one of whatever this is. (laughs) This weird radioactive green chartreuse fancy. This was the night of the lips and teeth Sunday things. I was like, just whatever glow in the dark cocktail this is, just fill me. Dan, live your life right now. Like, that's what, that's what, that's why I'm kind of feeling joyful right now. I'm like, fuck it. We got to just live and do it every day. And you know what? These fuckers in politics, you know what? I just, I know it's important. I know that's where so much comes from, but that's, it's also not, it's not where everything's on fire. The people doing stuff are the people trying to stop climate change and feed people who need food. And get racial justice and prevent violence. Sounds correct. And take care of kids. Take care of each other on all levels. And fuck these people. Sounds correct. That's always been true. It's always been true. But, you know, we're going to see a big, terrible show. It's going to be the worst circus ever. It's going to go on forever. And it's the worst circus, but unfortunately, it's the kind of circus that pulls you out of the audience, puts you into a cannon, and shoots you into space. <laughs> Sounds like it would end. We're very still quietly. at the stage where Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk still keep talking about having a cage match. This is; these are not serious people. No, <laughs> these are not bright guys. And things got out of hand, Dex. Yes. Oh, did I just call you Dex? I did. Dan, Dex is my dog's name. That's fine. I'll answer to anything. I got it. Did I show you my pegboard? You did. You did. I'm going to show you. What I haven't told you, Maureen. What? Is that the trailer park that we're staying in mm-hmm. is uh, in Orange, California, which is in Orange County, California. Right. We are 10 minutes from Disneyland. And similar to Disneyland, when it was built, it was all fruit orchards and it was all, all those were raised. This trailer park was an orange grove. And they kept, as they carved out, it was built in the, in the early 70s, as they carved out the spots and things, they kept orange trees around. Wow. And so every single tree in this trailer park is a fruit tree, is an orange tree, lemon tree, lime tree. And I'm looking right now, as we've been sitting here, I'm looking and I'm realizing that off in the distance, I see oranges at the top of a tree. Oh, man. Yeah. They're, you're only allowed to pick in your, uh, in your spot or if, it is an, or if it's an empty spot. In our spot, unfortunately, nothing is ripe. It's all very green oranges on the trees. But, um, but it's idyllic. I have to tell you. Uh, it's nice here, Maureen. I would love to be near an orange tree. Yeah. This is how close I am to an orange tree here. I'm going to turn uh, this. You oh, see look that, at that tree there in the corner? Yes. Is, yeah, that's... It is absolutely filled, filled with uh, very green, very hard oranges. Dan, when I was in England, we visited some of Oscar's friends who live in this like idyllic, beautiful corner of England in a town called Stroud, which is amazing. Okay. And they have always lived a kind of like when we first met them and that were when we first went to this new house, they had a three-year-old and they had given the three-year-old a lighter. And, it oh, was, sure. they're like, and they said, it's his favorite toy. We okay. let him have it. 
because he's obsessed with it. And we figure it's better to let him have it than not. And they're like, don't worry, that one doesn't no. work. No, so sure. I was like, they're, they're a, like a beautiful family. Like there was a big chart in their living room when we went in there this time. It said happiness scale. And everyone was like doing their happiness exercises. Like it's a very oh, okay. happy. And then they have a big backyard that faces the mountains, the Cotswolds. They have two trampolines. Okay. And a giant soppy golden lab. Like okay. a mix of a golden retriever and a yellow lab. So the soppiest, yeah. soppiest dog you've ever met. And huge, happy, slobbery, happy dog. And they're like, oh, that's his apple tree. He loves to pick apples. And then he loves to pick gooseberries. Oh, watch. And w- as we watched, that dog got up on his hind legs, picked an apple off the tree, then sat in the yard and ate that apple, slobberly wow. ate that apple, stem and all, and then jumped onto a trampoline and started jumping up and down. <laughs> There you go. It was magical. That's your 2024 energy. Yeah. You, you watch a happy dog picking apples off the tree, eat mm-hmm. the apples, and then or jumping on a trampoline. Dog. Yeah. Absolutely. Then that dog, that dog was, they let that dog lick every plate at the end of dinner. So at the end of the night, Ugh. they put their plates on the floor That's and gross. then the dog. That's God, disgusting. They also said that their son's favorite new toy was this, incre- was like some sort of garden axe. Okay. There's a kid. So there, he's just, 12. Now they're just playing. But we had like the best dinner. We all gathered real tight in their kitchen and they had the kids and the kids' friends and we all, and they made like ch- vegetarian chili and little cheesecakes and everyone was talking and it was, like, it was just so fun. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, that dog was picking apples then. One time I went on tour and I saw Nonstreet and I was touring with another author from California and I got so excited because I'd never really seen oranges on a tree before Yeah, that she watched me like I was some sort of deranged child as I was running under the tree going oranges and was trying to pick one. And she's like, yeah, I live in an orange grove. And I was like, look, oranges are on the tree. And she was like, oh God, who's this person? And I was still, then I was climbing on the balcony and I was trying to reach over the balcony to get the oranges from the tree. I wanted an orange from that tree so bad. I was leaning over the balcony, Dan, trying to get to those orange branches. As, as, a, wrong. as I'm sure you can easily imagine. Yeah, I, I can definitely picture that. Well, this episode of Says Who has been brought to you by you through your support get, of our Patreon. I'm going to get that orange, Dan. Reach for the orange. Who. Reach. You know what, guys? It's 2023. Reach for the orange. Our Patreon is uh, that word there. Patreon. I'm not. I have no notes. I was ready for the next thing, but I got stuck in the Patreon. Patreon.com slash says who. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo was designed by Darth. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter at says who at omfg.town on Mastodon. Hey, that is H-E-Y at says who podcast.com on email. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash Sesuvians. I can't remember that one. I think that's right. You can, you'll find it. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. There's also a fan run discord server, but there is no way I'm remembering that address right now. Uh, you can find that too somewhere. Uh, whatever you do though, leave stars and reviews on Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever it is. You can listen. You can join us. Not next week. Because I'm going to be on the road. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. But the following week, where I finally will be back home and we will resume our regular schedule. So that will be August 29th. 
So you will see us then. I don't remember how we end it. Oh, from a beautiful orange grove in uh, greater Los Angeles, California. Oh, Dan. What? We didn't even mention the fact. Mm -hmm. We didn't even mention. What? That uh, they got access to all of those text messages with Trump and they found out that they have direct evidence that the Trump team broke into the machines in Georgia. Right. Well, we will find out a lot more about that when um, I like that you're like checking notes right now at one yeah, hour. At the, you're like, yeah, at oh, the end. Here. yeah, perfect. That's that's exactly correct. And they're all, um, and, he, and that Trump is now actively trying to influence a witness, the ex Georgia Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, who's supposed to appear. And he's like, don't appear. Well, Thank you, Maureen Johnson, for that late breaking note check. <laughs> yeah, we, we kind of forgot the biggest thing. It wasn't the biggest thing. I don't know. I feel like these notes that were like, hey, we can crime. Look at us criming. <clears throat> anyway, from an orange we're not, So we're not, doing, we're not doing it next week? I know. I'm going to be driving. Uh, we'll see. We have very, very, very long, long days. All right. Us. Okay. All right. Okay. Uh, from an orange grove in Orange, California, in Orange County, California. Get it's oranges all the way down. I am orange. Dan Sinker. Get that orange. Get that orange. Get that orange. Climb the tree. Climb the tree. Climb the tree. Get the orange. Get the orange. I'll climb the tree. I don't know. It's not my spot. I'm up that tree. Like a little monkey. And pick the fruit. Pick the fruit like a monkey. Um, and remember, Barnes & Noble, 50% off. Online and in store. Um, just nine liars. That's my sale noise. I'll show you my. She's Maureen Johnson. Oh boy. Three shelves. Yeah. We got three shelves. For I got all 22 these. inch pegboard. I think I'm gonna put a plant on there. You're gonna you're gonna put a plant and all of your paper. Uh huh. And three shelves and a big basket on a 22 yeah. inch square pegboard. Maybe it's going to go great. Anyway, would you, but do me a favor perhaps, mm, and say yeah. your name. My name. Yeah. Oh, my name's Maureen Johnson. Hey, this has been says who. Get the orange, get the orange, get that. Oh, reach for it. It's round and juicy. Reach for it. Uh, it gets juicier the hotter it gets. Reach for it. Yeah. Get the orange. Mama like. <laughs>